This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. Illinois saw a spike in hate crimes and speech over the last three years. My colleague Claudia Morell reports the Anti-Defamation League report called Hate in the Prairie found an 81% increase in hate crimes. The data showed LGBTQ individuals, Jewish people, Asians, and African Americans were all targets. ADL's Midwest director David Goldenberg says their findings show an alarming trend. There is no one single narrative that tells the story of extremism and hate in Illinois. Instead, the impact is widespread and it touches many communities. Goldenberg says much of the hate and racism is being fueled by social media and a huge uptick in white supremacist propaganda. It's National Banned Books Week, and Illinois state officials were at the University of Chicago yesterday to celebrate increased access to books. My colleague Mawa Iqbal reports UChicago is launching an effort to collect books that are banned across the country and make them available to the public. Governor J.B. Pritzker signed legislation in June banning public schools and libraries from removing books due to partisan or personal disapproval. Pritzker says books about people of color and the LGBTQ community are often targeted by conservative groups. But there are small mob of people around the country and here in Illinois who are trying to use the terminology of freedom and saying that they are protecting our children. But they use it as a veil for their bigotry. This comes as libraries across Illinois and the country face bomb threats. Chicagoans will have a chance today to weigh in on a tax increase that aims to generate funds to prevent homelessness. Mayor Brandon Johnson's proposal to increase the tax on the sale of high-end properties will have a state-mandated public hearing today. My colleague Tessa Weinberg says under the plan, properties that cost less than $1 million would see a 20% tax rate cut. But the portion of properties valued over that would see tax increases, with anything over $1.5 million being taxed at four times the current rate. Supporters say the city needs a dedicated revenue stream for homelessness prevention. But opponents argue the tax increase would hurt investment in Chicago's real estate. City Council still has to pass the resolution, and voters would decide on the tax increase on the March primary ballot. Residents can voice their opinions today at 10 a.m. at City Hall. And nurses are calling on Illinois state lawmakers to regulate how many patients they treat at one time. At a state hearing yesterday, nurses alleged hospitals prioritize profits over patient care. My colleague Kristen Schorsch was listening. She reports several nurses said they often treat too many patients at one time. Janine Johnson is a critical care nurse in Juliet. She recalled struggling to take care of four very sick patients during a 12-hour shift. Questions I'm asking myself in my head while I try to hold it together and not burst into tears in front of my trainee and my coworkers. Who do I prioritize first? Who can I downgrade and get out of the ICU first? Because somebody's going to die. Hospital leaders say the nurses call for the state to limit the number of patients they treat could force hospitals to cut services or even close. 
some quick things you should know today. Cook County residents whose homes were flooded during rainstorms at the end of June and the beginning of July are still eligible to receive federal disaster relief grants from FEMA. About $192 million in assistance has been granted since applications opened. The deadline to apply is October 16th. And Chicago organizers are re-upping their demand that the city end its contract with the gun detection software ShotSpotter. They've gathered hundreds of signatures requesting the city cancel the contract and put the money toward crisis intervention and treatment, not trauma-type resources. They are also asking the police department's newly elected Civilian Oversight Board to hold a hearing to determine the extent of CPD's reliance on ShotSpotter. And today's weather, we're going to close out the unseasonably warm streak with a high in the low 80s today. And then some rain and thunderstorms tomorrow. Later today on The Rundown, singer Chapel Roan didn't really get to have a queer childhood because it wasn't safe to be queer in her hometown. So now she's creating the spaces she wants to see. And that includes having local drag queens open for her on tour. I just know that a lot of times, especially being from Midwest, is... You don't get to be whoever you want to be and like hold hands with whoever you want to hold hands with. And they can be whoever they want to be at my shows. And that includes having local drag queens open for her on tour. My Rundown co-host Erin Allen talks to Chapel and one of her Chicago openers, Boy J, about their origin stories, drag and queer joy. That's today at 2 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.